Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Gym Life Podcast, episode four. Uh, my name is Mike Mackerlane, president and co-founder of Gym Supplement Science. Across the table, as always, our senior digital media director, Mikey Mann. How you doing, Mikey? Good as always. How you doing? Uh, you know, it is uh, Thursday. We have on with us, um, some of you guys might know him, uh, Justin Cam. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. What's up, guys? How's everyone? Doing okay. So Justin is joining us via phone. For those of you who don't know who Justin is, um, Jay, you mind if I give you a little introduction about who you are and then you can kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, go. You, you know it best next <laughs> to myself. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who Justin Cam is, so Justin is, he actually works for the organization, um, didn't start off that way. Justin uh, started off as a, a consumer, an actual fan. And um, as I've always said, we tend to kind of recruit, as, as Jim and I started this brand many years ago, it was just he and I, and you know, I was trying to develop a media team to kind of support some of the content. So Mikey and people like Luke Thompson and a lot of these, these guys, you know, were young kids. And uh, when I say young kids, younger than me, they're, you know, kind of on in their early twenties. And, um, I think Luke, when he started, Luke was right around 19, <clears throat> started off in uh, the uh, customer service department. But so as we started crafting our message and launching the brand and uh, putting out Jim's message, it was really just Jim and I. Um, in a lot of cases, I was the one holding the camera and doing all the editing in the early stages. Sometimes I had my um, thumb over the microphone. So any of those older videos where you guys uh, you know, were hearing or listening to Jim and then next thing you know, it got muffled. Yeah, it's because yours truly here had his thumb over the damn mic. So... Uh, <laughs> But as, as we started putting out content and as the brand started gaining uh, notoriety within the space, clearly our message was um, always to try and have a touch point with the consumers in which they felt connected to the brand. Because realistically, myself, more so than even Jim, I'm a consumer. You know, it's Jim, Jim isn't necessarily the consumer. Jim is the source. And I always took the standpoint that I was always a consumer. And so our natural conversations that Jim and I would have just he and I uh, mainly down at his house, a lot of times in his pool house or in his front yard uh, around, you know, a, a, a plastic, you know, coffee table or something, whatever he had outside. These conversations would come up about supplementation from my inexperience in understanding the space. And even though I had a long career at muscle and fitness in the publishing side of the business and working with supplement companies, um, it was always very consumer and marketing forward facing. It wasn't necessarily something that was explaining what supplements were. And so I was very curious about what was wrong with the industry from Jim's perspective. And even though he wrote about ingredients, he wrote about doses and all that stuff in the magazine for many years, it, it never really translated into how a consumer would go ahead and, and purchase a product, whether it be on a GNC shelf or online. In many ways, I would... Um, <clears throat> gain a lot of insight from him through a thorough conversation. And then from that thorough conversation, it would manifest into like, I'm pulling out my, you know, Costco bot camera. And, uh, and then I would start filming based off of the conversations he and I would have that just occurred naturally. And so 
those topics really rose to the surface and rose in popularity as we published them. And so one of the very first, I think, people who started um, really popping up on our radar is as we would put out these videos across the multiple channels on social media, YouTube, et cetera, there was clearly just in, in, in an explosion of consumers who were kind of waking up and um, uh, they took the red pill, so to speak, in the supplements and were realizing that what was in the marketplace just was a bunch of crap. And so we were the first brand to really bring enlightenment, I think, from a consumer standpoint when it came down to what they were taking and they would comment all the time. And what started happening was, you know, Jim and myself would always respond um, because the comments were just so overwhelming, even off of one post, people, you know, with questions or uh, with frustration and, and, and you know, uh, I, I think a thankfulness of like, wow, thank you for enlightening me, you know. And so they would always come back for more. But then what started happening is each time that we would put out a new piece of content, you know, it had to be archived. And so we would archive it within the website of jimsupplementscience.com or Jim's YouTube. And then each time these questions would come up um, or each time we would put out a new piece of content, some of those same questions would come up. So for instance, when Jim said, hey, when you're taking a pre-workout, make sure that you're not taking anything with the word concentrate. And at that time, a lot of the pre-workouts were saying this is a concentrated formula, a small scoop with high impact, you know, blood curling, intense focus. And so the marketing and the terminology that these companies were using were really disingenuous and a disservice to the consumers at large who were, who were you know, buying and investing in these products, hoping that they would get effect. So Jim and I would just give these aha moments to the consumers and then shoot the videos. But so each time we put out a new video, the same questions came up. Hey, Jim, how do I understand what a proprietary blend is? Hey, Jim, what is protein spiking? I don't understand it. And so we were always fielding these questions, both Jim and I, to try and just shoot links back to these consumers so that we didn't have to go into the long drawn out answer of, of how they would respond or how they would get that information. And then what started happening was Jim and I, you know, we'd put out a piece of content and the next thing you know, on Facebook, this guy started popping up um, and he would answer the questions with essentially doing the same thing that, you know, large in part Jim and then I would, you know, tap in <laughs> because it was just so overwhelming. So we would just constantly be sending these consumers links and they were getting responses from Jim, right? You know, real responses. Jim was in real time answering their questions, but rather than writing it out, he was like, hey, watch this video. I explain everything you need to know. And so before we could even get to it, there was this other guy, Justin Cam, who would do the exact same thing for reasons I we didn't know. He just, he was just I'm like, okay, is this guy a stalker? Or like, what's he doing? And he was popping up. I mean, and, and I'm not talking a few. It was hundreds. And so he would respond pretty much the exact same manner. Hey, uh, just go ahead and watch this video. Jim explained that here. And so he was ushering the direction of consumers' questions and their concerns with the exact pieces of content that had already been shot and so essentially he was, he was fielding a lot of these questions and it really took the burden off of Jim and I um, to try and do it. Cause as the brand was growing, we were trying to you know, diversify our attention in other areas. And so that's really how we became aware of Justin. And, um, 
so one thing led to another and, and we ended up touching base and, and I think I'm going to stop talking and give Justin the opportunity to, uh, to kind of give his take on it. But that was our experience of who Justin Kim, uh, came to be and how he gained, how he eventually became a part of the organization. So Justin, does that sound about right? I mean, what was your, your perspective on, on how things kind of manifested themselves with you as well as the brand? Yeah, so it's just like Mike said, you know, I just got on there, started fielding questions. The thing was, I had a job. It was very, uh, I took care of someone that was, you know, uh, mentally ill, and he would just sleep all day. So, you know, I was sitting in front of the computer. I'd used Jim's programs and Jim's supplements already, you know, no affiliation, no, didn't work for them, didn't even know them personally. Used it all to lose over 100 pounds, and I, you know, I had time, and I said, there's no way these two guys can get to all these. So, let me, let me hop on here and, and, you know, help some people out. Never looking for anything. That's when you always find something when you're not looking for it. And I would help the people out. And then, uh, one day Mike had got my email. I, I still don't know how to this day. I have no idea, but Mike reached out to me and, uh, maybe I was gave me a call. <laughs> I have no idea how you got it, but <laughs> give me a call. I remembered I was in the kitchen of my, uh, old, old house, like three houses ago. Right in the kitchen and Mike called me and said, you know, we want to thank you um, for all the hard work. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, cool. They're going to send me like some subs or something. Right. It's like, we want to fly you out to Las Vegas for the Mr. Olympia. Uh, this was in 2013. So this was a while ago and uh, get to meet Jim who, you know, at the time was a big hero of mine, you know, guy saved my life. Not that he's, you know, I still look up to Jim, but we have a very good personal relationship now. So it's like, you know, it's like it's Jim. But, um, they flew me out and, uh, we, I got to meet Jim. That was a crazy moment. You know, it was very intense. I was pretty nervous, scared, shaking a bit. Cause you know, you, somebody changes your life and then you get to meet them in person. You just don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I didn't really know who Mike was at the time because there was, you know, we didn't have the group and, uh, Mike just, he kind of like did everything behind the scenes to keep everything moving, but you never knew who he really was. So I didn't know what to expect. So I, that was really cool. And then, uh, I, I learned what kind of person Mike was that night when we went out to dinner. Cause we, I didn't have any pants. I had khaki shorts in the restaurant we went to. It was yeah, like, let's, nah, let's you gotta- make sure we, we articulate that correctly. It's not that he didn't have any pants on. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't bring a pair of pants with him to Las Vegas, which was about a hundred degrees at the time. So he was wearing clothing. He was not wearing clothing in which covered the bottom half of his legs. And we were going to a very nice restaurant in which had a dress code. Yeah. So, well, all right. Like just for for clarity, (laughs) (laughs) I don't really buy pants. All right. Like, and, Look, I'm from Philly, guys. Like, there's no, you know, I don't go to fancy restaurants. I didn't know what to expect, okay? I didn't know. I didn't know there was a dress code, all right? I, I've never eaten at a place like this in my life. So I'm like, nah, it's cool. They're like, you can't come in. You don't have pants. You know, you're in shorts. And I'm like, it's cool. I'll go back to the hotel and wait till you guys are done. We'll catch up. And Mike's like, you know, absolutely not. He's like, we're going to walk across the street and I'm going to buy you a pair of pants. And, uh, you know, that was very cool. I, was, I still have the pants still have them um they don't fit they're too big now but i still have them so <laughs> that was 
And then actually what's funny is we went back to Vegas. Um, do you remember that? Uh, a few years later or whatever with the challenge winners. Um, yeah. I think her name was Feather. Yeah. yeah. So I, I brought that same pair of pants. I was like, you're not getting my ass this time. <laughs> well, I, re- I remember when we were there too, it, you know, there's a couple things that we did cause it was you and it was also another guy um, who was, who was doing the same thing that you were doing online. His name was Brad Herman. Um, yeah, Brad. Yeah. He and I still talk. And so I, I remember, um, it was kind of cool because I think that, you know, I, I had like this idea of, you know, cause Jim's like, well, why do you want to fly him out? And I'm like, dude, like we need to get some of these people. We need to get these stories. Um, you know, because I think that one of the things that this brand has always wanted to do one of the, one of my goals and Mikey knows this real well because he was the one who's put these stories together is I wanted to start telling these stories publicly. It's, it's not so much about like, I think many brands, they, you know, there's such a high interest in selling products, but very low interest in um, highlighting and putting the spotlight on the consumers who take them. And large in part, because I think that those products that they sell don't do much for a result. And so being that this was, you know, one of the first brands, if not the first brand to really have products that work. And we've been very unapologetic about selling the products because they do work. It's like selling a service that actually does what it says it does. So we're all consumers here and Justin as well. And so these, these products and the advice and the services that we offer have changed lives and it's important to tell those stories. And so what I told Jim, I said, you know, these two guys, cause Brad was doing the same thing Justin was doing and, you know, not to the scale, um, Brad, I believe at the time was in sales, but he was doing things. So he had a much more, um, I think, uh, uh, you know, job, you know, a much busier job in which, which, yeah, yeah, it It required a lot more of attention than, than obviously. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, not to take anything away from either, either profession, but I mean, the guy took care of literally, he slept my whole way to our shift, (laughs) you know, like. It's literally, they were like, make sure the house is clean and that's it. And I'm like, easy, done. Right. Chasing out. Right. But so, so these two guys came out and then at the same time, I think the first time that you met Jim, we were at, uh, I think it was powerhouse gym in Vegas. And, um, so did I have, I have a picture of that. Right. And I think, so I sat him down and it was kind of, it was, it was cold Turkey. We had no, um, uh, no real script, but I just said, Hey dude, let's just shoot you right here. So I had my camera with me and, um, and I just said, you know, let's, let's shoot a video to where you just kind of tell your story. So both he and Brad, we were there doing a video series where Jim was doing a video shoot with bodybuilding.com. And, uh, and Justin just told his story about, you know, I think many of the things that you just described right now, um, but, uh, but the, it was a unique experience. And, and, you know, I just told him, I said, look, man, I'm like, you never know what's going to happen. You know, we don't really have the money right now to hire out. You know, I don't really know where this is going to go. Um, but there's something here. And, and if the very least that we can do is just thank you for your services by, you know, getting you out here, putting you up, getting you to the Mr. Olympia. I still, you know, I actually ran the Mr. Olympia for 10 years and so I still had connections as a way to try and get access to the VIP lounges and all that stuff and backstage. That, that was a blunt. That food was so good. Sitting <laughs> up in the box. That, I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. 
right? So that's so that's kind of like how Justin, you know, entered into our space and our lives. And I think it wasn't it your one year anniversary too. Yeah, so it was my one year wedding anniversary, and my wife was uh, about to pop. Like she's our our child was very close to coming out. Like it was risky to leave, but she's like, "You got to do it. You never know what can happen if you, you know." It's like this guy. You look up to this guy so much. You have to go. And I was like, you know, are you sure? And she said, absolutely. Um, and that's how my wife is. She never complains or gripes or anything like that. So it turned out amazingly, though, <laughs> because I always thank Mike and Jim for taking the chance on me. And they're always like, no, no, you know, you've earned it. You, but I always thank them for taking the chance on me. I don't have credentials, you know. I don't, I, I work taking care of someone or whatever. I'm not a school guy. It's not my thing. I just never, it's never been me. Yes, kids stay in school. I'm not telling you not to go to school, but it's just not my thing. And then when I'd gotten back from Vegas, I got an email from Mike and Jen that said, you know, we'd like to bring you on to do some part-time stuff with us for X amount. Would you be interested? And I was in it. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like in a heartbeat. Um, then like not even a month and a half later, I don't know, you know, maybe I was doing a good job or something or maybe everything worked out, but Mike had, had emailed me again and said, you know, would you be willing to come on full time? And I, you know, I said, absolutely. Again, that's like a dream, you know, cause there's, they took a chance on me. There's no, no reason to hire me credential wise. They just took a chance on my work ethic. And, and it's, you know, it, sometimes that makes for the best workers in my mind though, because you know, there's, there's nothing to fall back on for a guy like me. So I bust my ass at my job. So what exactly but, do you do? Yeah, so I'm basically the eyes and ears of Mike and Jim and the Jim Army. You know, like, I'm always watching, I'm always following, informing Jim. You know, this, this needs talked about, that needs talked about. You should do a video on this, you should do a video on that. Um, you know, th this would make a good article. Um, I've even dabbled in a few articles myself. Yeah. Uh, things it, like it, Yeah, if you guys actually see. So obviously the organization has grown. There's so many touch points to the consumer and, you know, Jim can only get to so much himself. And so if you guys have seen a lot of the articles, we call them the advertorials that are put up on the Jim Supps, Jim supplement science.com website, where it'll be like, Hey, you know, why is pre-workout, you know, you know, why is pre-gym, uh, your pre-workout of choice, you know, or, or why, why should pre-gym be your pre-workout of choice or the benefits yeah. of, you know, Omega gym, find out why we have the highest levels of DPA, DHA and EPA in our fish oil. So Justin writes all of those. Um, and he's actually a phenomenal writer. Um, and you know, the, the, to, to your point, dude, Anybody out there, remember, I, I like I have two degrees. Jim is a highly educated, you know, guy, obviously in the, the, the space. Mikey, as he sits here in silence, um, you know, has has degrees. It's okay, Mikey. Don't worry about it. Like, we need you in here, bro. Like yeah, you're the tech guy, dude. You're, it's fine. No, you're not the tech guy. Like you you have a lot to say there, bud. Yeah, you know. Paragraphs. <laughs> Paragraphs. <laughs> but uh but so you know, I've always been a big believer that you don't need a paper certificate to justify what you're good at. You know, I think it's way more important. Like exactly. I, I, exactly. It's seat time. It's experience. And a lot of degrees, unless you're going into a field, in my opinion, if, if you're going into like engineering or being a doctor 
or some type of a specialty field, um, clearly an education is is needed, right? There's there's a field of study in which you need to become an expert prior to, you know, people paying you for that p- p- position. But some of the other, um, you know, jobs, in my opinion, I would I would take a guy like Justin or take someone who doesn't have um, the the paper degrees any day of the week. You know, I always say that there's there's two types of people. Mikey knows this. There's intelligent people and there's smart people. Smart people can read the book and understand it. The intelligent people write them, right? And so in Justin's case, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, like Mikey Mann too is the most intelligent person I've ever met. Not to take anything away from anyone else, but um, that's probably the reason why he, he listens you know, twice as much as he talks which makes him amazing for a partner in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's here, man. You're good. You got, no, I, you got two seats going. It's okay. We can fire away. But um, but Justin has developed into writing in such a way that he has taken that message that Jim has long been known for in terms of how to articulate those aha moments into a way that people can read it and take that information and understand it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So Cause, cause I'm like on the post, you know, every day I, I know what, you know, and, and sometimes it, it comes down to like the, the way people say it to me, like a lot of guys that come to me for nutrition advice or, um, you know, they, they want Jim's information, but, and it's not, I love Jim to death. Of course, it's nothing against um, Jim personally, but, Jim's a monster, right? Like he's super jacked. He's friggin', you know, right. 4% body fat. And a lot of dudes, they'll come to me, they'll be like, you know, Jim like looks amazing, but I don't want to look how, do, right. how do I lose enough? Like, how did you lose your fat the way you were? I want, I just want to know what you did because you used to be fat. They don't know if Jim used to be fat or if Jim, you know, yeah, he cause we've only right. seen super jacked. So they're like, what did you do? Because you've been there. So I want to know what you, which of Jim's, you know, lead me down the right gym path. Well, so yeah. And that goes back to that original comment about even with Jim and myself and our relationship, how it started, um, you know, being the source of information, large in part never comes with, um, you know, being a consumer, right? It's like you, 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 you were never going to somebody else. You, you did the work yourself and that's what Jim did. You know, he right. had the schooling, he had the experience, he did the research himself. And when I say research, you know, a lot, that's another thing Mikey and I were talking about last episode and, you know, we haven't really published any of these yet. We, we will, once we get, um, kind of like a handful of them, but we were talking about, you know, the experts in the field have kind of been transitioned into the influencers in the field and that's how people get their information. And so, Everyone, I think, uses that term research. Oh, I've done my research. What does that mean, right? Then a couple of search queries. <laughs> right. Like, you, no, you didn't do your research. Like, it would be more effective and, I think, honest if you said, no, I Googled. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop saying you did your research. It's like, no, I Googled. I Googled and I read an article. I Googled and I read this. There's a reason for we have published journals about strength and conditioning and yeah, you know, there's there's a different level of credibility that's out there that people forget. Hence the smart yeah. versus intelligent. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of smart people out there. Um, you know, like Mark Mark Lobliner, we talked about the last episode. Um, you know, Mark all day can read 
and understand. But he's not the one who did in the writing of the actual research, you know, um, Jim was. And so that's kind of the same thing in, in our sense. Like we are a lot of smart people as a brand, myself included, like I'm smart. I can listen to Jim and regurgitate that information and put it into a way in which makes sense for the consumer, right? But intelligence, I might have intelligence in other areas, but certainly not that particular field. And I think, you know, to Justin's point, that's what we do here is we, we take what Jim kind of like articulates. So if, if it's like he comes down, you know, from the mountain and, you know, gives his sermon, so to speak, it's like, we are taking that information because we're in the front row and then we're spreading that out across many different platforms in ways that the consumer can then understand. Um, Jim, really the brain and nervous system in the human body, right? It tells the rest of the body what to do. Yep. Like you take information from the brain and it tells you to move your fingers. See, <laughs> that that analogy right there just underscores exactly what I said about smart people, putting that information out there in a way in which other people can say, yeah, that makes sense. So well done, Justin. See everyone. That's well, that's a, I got to write that one down because Mike is the king of analogy. So <laughs> she's going to give me one. I got to write it down. Especially <laughs> if it involves airplanes or anything aviation related or, you know, right. at a bar. <laughs> You know, hit, hitting on somebody at a bar. I mean, we use that one a lot too. Yep. You know, oh, the pretty girl, but yeah, you do, yeah, yeah, pretty girl yep. analogy. Yeah, how would you yep. how would you approach somebody who you're attracted to at a bar? <laughs> That's how we have to approach our conversations with explaining the benefits of our products, right? Articulate, well, your, right? I mean, you know, number one, you're point, not you're not going to go up. The the last thing you're going to do at a chick at a bar, like, and we're all guys here, but like, you know, so is walking up to a person at the bar and mainly it's guys walking up to girls and them saying, Hey, I'm sorry. Can I bother you? Dude, you're done. Right? So when you're selling, when you're selling supplements, you're like, excuse me, I'm sorry about this. Can I tell you about supplements? Like you don't want to be unapologetic, right? Confident. Cause yeah, what it, you're selling. It, it, is- <laughs> the person is think about like, I'm, I'm married obviously, but if I wasn't, I went to a bar, like I'm a very nerdy guy. What am I going to be like? Hey, you want to come check out my Lego collection? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you you know, if you weren't married, you would be Steve Carell and the 40 year old virgin. I I mean, better, no, no, I didn't open my mouth. I'd be fine. Cause of the tattoos, the dark hair. I'd be like, Oh, that's probably a decent guy. But then when I say something, it's like, Oh, I don't want to watch, you know, you're like, man with you. You know, what's like, so funny. <laughs> hey dude, if you didn't have kids and a wife, if you brought somebody back to your place, they would think that like, why do you have toys and, Legos and cost and co- collectible and co- yeah, exactly. Like I said, he's Steve Carell and the 40 year old virgin. If you guys have ever seen that, movie, go watch that movie. If you haven't seen it and just imagine that guy, that's Justin cam, you know, he's got his, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think Justin's that far. I mean, it's a Friday night. I'm, it's a Friday. I'm, fr- I'm pretty dapper. All right. It, I just, I'm pretty I just prefer dapper. to spend my Saturday nights building Legos. Dude, yeah, dude no, building nothing wrong with that. You know how many, Mikey, you've been a part of this these text threads. Justin will send out a text that he's like, hey, Friday night, and he's dressed up in a Spider-Man outfit, like watching <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I mean, like. With my son. <laughs> like, don't put it out there like he's I'm like, just like, sitting in my Let me clear this up real quick. Yeah. You don't? 
You don't just sit in your living. Like, You've never put on that Spider Man outfit by yourself. Fireplace and sit there in my Spider Man outfit. <laughs> it's fun. Don't but, lie. But don't lie. I would do it. Don't lie. You've you've never just worn a Spider-Man outfit by yourself. I've probably worn a bad Yeah, you gotta think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 